Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Good Night Show. It is Friday, April 17th, around 12 a.m., Rochelle Standard Time, and I am glad that you are here. As always, I want to welcome to the show our producer, Noah. Noah, welcome. Thank you, Dan. How are you this evening? You know, I took some Advil earlier because uh, I had a little bit of a headache, but okay. you know, it's just cleared up and now I feel ready to rock and roll. Oh, good. I'm glad. Let's rock and oh, roll yeah. all night long, buddy. Hey, if you're listening to this right now, sorry to yell at you. I that didn't wake you up, but I wanted to let you know that you can reach out to us and be a part of the show. All you have to do is call 609-955. You can text us and leave a voicemail there, or you can email us at thegoodnightpod at gmail.com. Once you do those things, it can be for any reason. It could be something like you want to uh, send us an ad for your business or you promote yourself in any way that you can. It should be about 30 seconds long when you read it out loud, so email that. Or you could send us in positive stories or things you're seeing, you sex and relationship advice questions, obviously no judgment, and we always keep your identity private, or recommendation for things to read, watch, enjoy, listen to, what have you. Again, that's 609-955 for text or voicemail, or you can email me thegoodnightpod at gmail.com. We are going to do an interview because it is the third Friday of the month and on the first and third Fridays, we always have an interview before I throw to that interview, which I just recorded a couple of moments ago. I would like to wish a very happy birthday to my grandmother, who is 90 years old today. She was born when the Depression started, lived through World War II, and is now living through this. And she is um, she is what I often call the most important thing. Uh, I love her with all my heart, and I'm, uh, I'm lucky. I'm lucky for a lot of reasons, but uh, Rosemary Van Kirk is very near the top. All right, so this uh, interview that we have uh, is Rory Scoville. I don't know how you would be hearing this without being familiar with him, but he and I have a podcast together, which we'll talk about. We even make a really fun announcement. Noah chimes in as always, even though usually he doesn't get a mic around the two of us. He had one for this. So uh, am I forgetting anything, Noah? Should we just go to the interview? Let's just go to the interview. Okay. All right. Here is my wonderfully fun, as always, conversation with Rory Scoville. All right, welcome. My second guest ever on The Good Night Show, but number one in my heart. We have a mm. podcast that we do together. We've done multiple podcasts together. Uh, and the, the, I think the one we've landed on most recently seems to be working the best, although there are certain parts that make our first podcast number one in our hearts. Please welcome to the show, Rory Scoville. Rory, welcome to The Good Night Show. Thank you so much for having me. And I can only assume on your end in your live studio that you have at least 50 people applauding. Of course. As I, That's how as we I do digitally, everything. As I digitally walk out to the desk. It's not as many as we had for the <laughs> announcement gala for Pound Cake episode one. Well, I that know. was over a million people. That was a lo- There was a lot of buildup for that show to come back and be That's announced exactly. for the first time. Uh, yeah. So you and I, uh, so many people who listen to this show, I would be, wouldn't it be amazing if someone listened to the Good Night Show and had no idea that I had any other podcasts, let alone pen pals, but I, maybe it's possible. I think, I think that's so exciting because imagine if they were like, oh my God, I love Daniel Van Kirk. And then someone goes, you know, he has 18 other podcasts <laughs> and they go, oh my God, 
while I'm in quarantine, it's like I get a new Christmas gift every day. Exactly. Uh, Think about how many episodes, if someone said, I love The Good Night Show so much, I've right. never heard of this guy, right? Daniel Van Kirk, I'm obsessed. And so, how many total episodes in the podcast universe oh of God. Daniel Van Kirk do you think exist for them to like get their kicks while they're at home? Honestly, I, it's got to be somewhere above 700 oh i feel like it's probably even more maybe thousand i don't okay here's the deal let's figure it out i mean not figure it out but like i did four years of hindsight so that was one a week yeah all right so that's 54 you're already at like 200 right now okay and then the sklars and i have been doing a weekly podcast since may of 2012 Jesus Christ. And and then we also did for like 2012 to 2017, we January 2017, we pretty much did a whole like a mini episode every week. And then we've done a mini episode every week or every other week for Dumb People Town, which is in its third year of those since 2012. So Dude, you're already with the first thing you said and the second thing you said, you're already close to like 650 and then you and i are coming up on this two-year anniversary of pen pals so that's like 750 <laughs> and then I, how many have i guessed on i have no idea how many I doug loves you, movies honestly i think I you're close to a thousand i think you're close to a thousand wow i'll take it right because doug loves movies alone because you probably have to easily be in 300 territory I don't know. With our show, Pen Pals, that's right, folks. We're going to be constantly plugging that every other sentence. But with Pen Pals, that's a hundred. Uh, that's the most. That's the most I I have in one one place and the most committed podcast I've ever been on. The rest is like guest stuff. Yeah, and it's not. It's really not a lot. I'm definitely under. I bet you I'm under two hundred easily. I bet you're not. I bet you I am. Pound cake's ten. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so maybe somebody yeah, doesn't is so, know. It. Isn't it so quiet tonight? I mean, just hear that I know, the, I love the it. streets. That's why I like doing a nighttime podcast. What do you got? You got a black coffee going right there with I have some, to. Uh, you keep me some going, cookies. Man. I'm burning the midnight oil to tell oh, people. Oh, what is that? Coffee night. cake? Yeah. Do you Don't want you any? feel like whenever someone says you want some coffee cake, if they're if coffee's not around, you're like, Well, I can't. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Also, the scenario I just drew up has never happened for anybody ever. Who doesn't have coffee with their coffee cake? You have to. What do you have with let that me, coffee cake? Uh, we have room temperature water. Let me ask you this. You're at your favorite pie pie spot. Okay. It's midnight. Mm-hmm. You got off stage an hour ago. You're by yourself. You yep. wander in. It's yep. like... You you know you're Am you're going picturing the same bar? setting. I'm probably going bar. You're you're at the bar easily. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you crush the show, you're at the bar. If you bombed, you're in a booth. Yep, in the back. In the back. You don't want to be talked to. Right. Are you having it's midnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you drinking with your slice of pie? And I know that I feel like I already know this answer, but you know, this is a newer podcast for you and sure. you could be generating new audience. Sure. What kind of pie do you get? What are you drinking? I mean, you know, it's probably seasonal. 
but I would, mm, if I know it's good, I'll go banana cream. Oh God. If I, any cream, I just love I a good cream. Coconut Boston cream, banana cream, cream coconut yeah. cream, French silk. Uh, Shut your mouth right now. You're nasty. If I know, if I really know it's good, I might go cherry, but very few places have good cherry pie. I, but here's the thing. I don't know if I can go cherry at midnight. I think I got to go with the cream. Too much acid for you? Too much tart. Too yeah. tart. I don't I, want tart at if midnight. I, I, I keep saying if I know it's good, but some places are different than others. I wouldn't be, but hey, I'd but be here's happy. The thing. You're I'd be two your slices dream. of pumpkin. You're at your dream pie spot. You're at your absolute dream pie spot. Two slices of pumpkin. And oh. my drink. What are you, would, what are you drinking? It's I, midnight. If I did really well at the show, probably a root beer. I did not even see that coming. <laughs> I did not even factor in that. I didn't even factor in that milkshake could come into play. What were you going for? Just coffee, black? I mean, Jack my, my brain was like, do you get coffee, water, or milk? I know. I thought milk, too. But that's, I don't know if I want dairy that late at night. I think I'd go dairy over soda or or coffee. Maybe I'd go with like a chamomile <laughs> tea with honey. <laughs> get Shut up. What? <laughs> I like that you, you would double up on the slices, but then for the drink, you're like, but let's, you know, let's be smart. Let's be an adult. Let's get a chamomile tea. Well, I don't, it's late night, you said. I want something warm, but I'm not much of a coffee guy. Uh, that sugar in that pie is going to keep you up. That's true. That's true. Two slices of pumpkin. Do you do a dollop of whipped cream? Of course. Yeah, you're a human. Yeah, a human that loves life. Um, so you, What about sweet potato pie? Never done it. It's 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 very similar to a pumpkin pie. And I know right now you're probably getting your your boards are probably lighting up with angry callers right now. Why? But I just want to be well because some people would say it's nothing like pumpkin, but those people are wrong. And I know I your boards are probably like lighting pumpkin. up. I could see it being. Are, like are your boards lighting up? We have a couple of callers. Most people are just trying to go to sleep. So let's yeah. tell people really quick. We, our show pen pals. People write us letters and we just read them back in audible form. That's how we respond. That's, right. That's uh, exactly right. We've made people. Uh, have friendships we've been to uh, parades we, i'm sure somebody's gotten married by now from listening to the show you think you think we've m- match made well you know we did help someone uh propose right they got married because of us well they're gonna get married in august oh yeah of the, this of this year yeah, yeah yeah if that's if that's an option i hope it still is um but you and i are great friends and we have a show that we both love very dearly and then I wanted to talk to you uh, about some of the stuff that you've been doing. You've been creating a lot of fun content for people. Uh, and trying. For nothing but the goodness of your heart and your own boredom and your own need to create and put out. Yeah. Uh, you did the Masters with Jake Adams. You covered the Masters with Owen Burke. Uh, yeah. How much fun are you? Oh, you were reading essentially porn to people. Porn. Well, I was reading. Is that going to uh, come back? You took a break. Literate porn literature. You know, I don't know because I think with after all those of two this, brothers had sex with that woman, you you seem to really shy thought, away from out the of book. context. That is so. It's such a great sentence. <laughs> after those two brothers had sex with that employee, <laughs> I think some people were like, "This is too non-comedic." Because I really was just reading it and making comments, but. I don't know if it'll come back. I think what I'm learning and I think what you're probably also experiencing is 
one, how do you get that that creative out? Because our output is primarily based in performance. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit of like, how do I get that fix yeah. knowing that stand-up is just not the 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 option right now? Mm-hmm. Um, how do I put out something that I enjoy putting out there? So for me, the live, the need to perform live has been fulfilled by reading porn <laughs> and by doing commentary on the masters on Instagram live. And I don't have a lot of people viewing but honestly watching golf on tv i would do anyways right so why not let 30 people enjoy it as well absolutely and why not just be oh if if someone's like oh i think you guys are funny i mean if there were five people watching instagram live i'd be like hey great Mm -hmm. they're making comments we're making jokes it becomes more of a conversation than anything yeah and i find something i realized by watching you do that and having talked to you is so many times with instagram live it's about whatever thing you're do like you're uh talking about or for when example for when the sclars and i watched uh tiger king you we weren't on the screen people were watching us watch something but this has given you the ability to um really interact with people while watching golf because it's not about the camera being on you and you've set it up in a way that you can see the comments uh, that are happening. Yeah, I think uh, I, I don't I think for the reading the porn, it makes sense that you can see me because I'm the I am yes, the uh, physical action, whereas the masters and any of the golf commentary, you know, if people can see the golf and I can see the golf, it also helps create that illusion of being a broadcaster. Which is you fun. know that you you never see, anyways. My goal, and maybe you know this, or or no one knows this, or someone someone who has more experience in this. There's got to be a way to acquire that Instagram live audience and get more people involved. You know, because I'd love to have three or four commentators at one time doing it. I just don't know how to do all that. I bet we could figure it out. Hey, I was having so much fun with Rory Scoville that I forgot to throw to a little ad break. So sorry to interrupt, but I'm going to just going to do this really quick. I wanted to let you know, as I've been talking about for a long time, and I do it because I love them, it is a great place to go. And you should plan some date in the future when everything settles down, or if you're close right now and need to get away, it isn't even an option for that. Plan to go to Pierview Suites. It's a beachside boutique hotel on the Central Coast in Cayucos, California. They are located halfway between San Francisco and Los Angeles along Highway 1, just below Big Sur and the famous Hearst Castle. Their all-suite hotel combines the comforts and private residences with the amenities and services of a small resort, including ocean views, fine furnishings, private balconies, fully equipped kitchen, and daily housekeeping. Special pricing is available for any stay of 3 plus, 7 plus, or 30 plus nights when you call to book direct. As part of their continued commitment to provide an outstanding guest experience, Peerview Suites is excited to announce the first phase of their largest refresh to date. They are deeply rooted in Central Coast tradition, but their unpretentious yet modern new look will enhance the tone of their beachside community with laid-back surf vibes. All suites will offer guests a space that is intimate yet luxurious, local but inviting, evocative of the rich history of Cayucos, but in keeping with the contemporary Californian lifestyle that we all love. 
They also feature an entirely virtual front desk with automated check-in, self-checkout, and mobile keys delivered to your smartphone for easy access upon arrival. To explore the hotel and reserve your stay, please visit PeerViewSuites.com and follow Peerview Suites on Instagram and Facebook for exclusive deals. Now back to my interview. Why don't we make a little announcement right now? Speaking of commentating, uh, you and I talked about this on Pen Pals. Okay, yes. Okay, so this is, I know, we're going to barely talk about it. We, yeah, first of all, and I know this doesn't make sense to people just yet, we have to get a shh. We got to get a shush button. You've got all the gear over there. Yeah, you got to get the, the button. You just <laughs> we haven't even told people yet, right? I mean, so yeah, but look at how excited know. we are I know, over this thing. I'm moving around in my chair like a five year old. Okay. <laughs> Why can no five year old just sit? I agree. Just I agree. sit. Just sit. Um, we have a. Would you call it a spinoff podcast? It's still the same. I was telling somebody this yesterday, and they were like, you're doing another podcast? Here's the thing. First of all, Daniel no, one, and no I, one bitches at you when you have multiple TV shows. Exactly. But for some reason, more than one podcast, you're a nerd. The spin, We're the spinoff sisters. This is what we do. Right. And that's for the alliteration that doesn't even work because of the P. <laughs> but we're the spinoff sisters. We, and <laughs> we, I, I, this is in the same vein as pen pals. People write us letters. We write them back. We hope there to be continued interaction. But then yeah. we got the idea of what if people just wrote us secrets and all we did was read those secrets. Maybe we will reflect on them briefly, but we are not, there is no interaction. They don't have to worry about us. We don't know. To reach out to them. We don't know what the show is. We all will, we know right now is right. that we're collecting secrets, secrets that can be read in under 45 seconds. Right. And if you have a secret and you want us to read it, obviously it is going to be beyond anonymous. We won't be mentioning Mm-mm. anyone's name Nothing. whatsoever. Nope. And it's going to be under 45 seconds. And Daniel, what is the email address Dan that people R- can just write a secret? Dan and Rory read secrets. And that's A N D. Yes. Read secrets at gmail.com, I believe. Noah, is that what it is? Dan and Rory. Let me double check. Dan and Doing Rory. a double check. Dan and Rory. Dan read. and Rory read secrets at gmail.com. That's it. So it's all Dan and Rory read secrets at gmail.com. So if you got a secret, send it to that email address. And uh, here's the other catch. We're not going to be talking about this podcast again. Uh, again. Not here. But if you have sent us a secret, it is definitely your best chance at finding out how to listen to this podcast. <laughs> Yes, uh, and we we will figure out exactly when that and how that's going to drop. But there will be no announcement for it. It's just going. It's going to be a secret. And I would also like to put outside of anything that is just wildly inappropriate, mm-hmm. we will be reading every single secret that has ever been sent to us. Oh yeah, for sure. And unless we deem it wildly inappropriate, then uh, that would be the only right stipulation. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, we everything is at our discretion, subject to change, and when is what. Now, one of the things that you... And hold on. Speaking of when is what, what a lot of people don't know about Pen Pals is that it is actually a prequel to Pound Cake. That is very true. <laughs> it might as well Because a lot of people, Pound Cake, it was a reunion of these two guys, and people don't know what happened. 
it's this. Pen Pals is how right. these guys got together. Pen Pals is a, <laughs> is a flashback scene in the in the show Lost. And here's where the, the island. And here's where the art comes in. During Pen Pals, Pound Cake is often referenced. Very much. Because <laughs> when is what? Or so stupid. When it is, is so stupid that it's pure gold. Uh, one thing I, I I know that like me, uh, there you keep a lot of your personal life personal for good reasons because we just have to do that as performers. But I wanted to note that you made a movie with your daughter that probably no one listening to this will ever get to see until she's old enough to tell you, Dad, you can show people that. Of That's her. right. Um, but you you showed it to me, and I'm going to tell you honestly, it was good, Rory. Thank you. Like the Thanks. story is interesting and the voice acting is v- like so much so that I was like, oh, your daughter could actually do voice acting if she wanted I to. I think she could too. She gets it. She really does get it. And you guys did really good work with like your characters and your settings and your, you, I think, don't you do some voiceover work at the top? I was playing the narrator. I love so it. I was involved as the narrator. But you know, when I was uh, 14 and my aunt lodge the idea in my brain unintentionally she got a brand new video camera which at the time was a high eight <coughs> camera so yeah. still on tiny tapes and she said uh to me and my cousins that we should take the camera and make a movie and so i was like oh yeah that would be amazing and that's what started me making movies with my <laughs> brothers and sisters and cousins and these are the type of movies we would have to make is using these like homemade special effects and figuring out what the shots are and so getting to do it with my daughter was it was kind of how, a cool how long did experience it, how long is the whole thing i think it was around four minutes when you showed it to me the first part it's about had. nine and a half minutes wow. <laughs> i mean as you know we have nothing but time so we i know just kept but letting I still, the story go i still absolutely love it and you also, i let her like kind of come up with a lot of the dialogue unless i needed to tell her like no, we gotta we gotta go to another scene so that they can't say that. Yeah, um, and uh, you had an epic game of hide and go seek, which I really enjoyed recently on your mm-hmm. Instagram. And you've had a guy who was doing some sort of very creepy painting, who I hope comes right. back. Yeah, so I'm kind of slowly figuring out the balance of uh, two things: one, trying to post stuff that I think is super helpful and informative. Yep of uh what we're experiencing and then i'm also trying to do what uh our our careers are and what our joy is and Mm -hmm. it's just making stuff that's funny that we laugh at that a lot of people incidentally agree makes them feel good so yeah i'm trying to do those two things on my instagram well let me Uh, ask you let me ask you this before we get out of here we're about to we got about wrap it up in a second but Let's say that as as our society and, and normalcy hopefully starts to come back, uh, that they say, okay, you know, we're going to, let's say in June or July, they start allowing groups of like 15 people to get back together. Sure. Personally, I feel like if that happens, I might go on the road and do, if you include staff, like 10-person shows, me Three people who work there and 10 to 11. I'll do three shows so that 30 people can come out and I will just go do a run. If I have to start doing places I can drive to in California, would you, do you feel, if you felt comfortable doing it, that you would also be like, yeah, that's good enough. I will go do shows for 
30 people a night for three nights or four nights. I would... uh, Different city each night, obviously. Just given the fact that those are usually my numbers uh, pre-pandemic... Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, me too. That's what I'm saying. I'm talking sellouts, (laughs) baby. (laughs) I I am not opposed to that. Uh, I think I am probably going to sit tight until I am extremely confident uh that we have uh right we have control well, that's, over what the spread that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying so why yeah, did you yeah. felt comfortable would you be like fuck it i'll go do comedy for 12 people if i, I, I can I think just so. get back out there and, and i'll do three shows a night maybe i only do a half hour show uh yeah but i, I i'm go, not opposed uh, to yeah i i i mean not that i'm when you you know you try to find the silver lining of of any situation we all uh, most of us are just kind of wired to try to do that and while none of us would argue that this is incredibly tragic it's incredibly dark right there are people that are suffering losing their lives there are people that are suffering and losing their jobs and losing their stability so on and so on and so on there's so many things um but then there's this sort of you try to find the silver lining of Oh, well, I wonder if on the back end, when we have to and are forced to recover as a society and an economy, uh, will there be some sort of comedy boom that's way bigger than it's ever been be nice, wouldn't it? ever in history? Because it's definitely what people are looking for and people would be craving the camaraderie of strangers again mm-hmm. and would love to be at a show or at an event and they wouldn't care that there's other people. They wouldn't care that parking is hard. They would just be like, I want to be at something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's there's a part of me that that hopes that if that is the world we live in after all of this, if, if we can even say that, I, I hope that it leads to this different surge of creativity and kind of how we do what we do because it should always be evolving and changing anyways. And I don't mind at all if it doesn't evolve and change, but it would be kind of cool if a lot of artists right now figured out another way of performing that they then can take on the road somehow yeah. and and incorporate it. You know, yeah, I agree with you. Um, thanks for joining me, Roar. This was great. Thanks for having me. To, I get to hang out with you every week, but I loved having this conversation where we didn't have any letters or secrets to get into the way. Uh, can I? Uh, can I make a request? You can do anything. You and I sing uh, like a lullaby in hushed tones, just for the listeners. <laughs> yeah, do we know one? Do we both I, know one? I mean, "Hush, little baby" comes to mind, but okay. I don't know that I totally know those words. Well, let's let's cross that bridge as we fail. That's exactly. And you know what? That's that sort of optimism mixed with pessimism at the exact same time that I love. <laughs> okay, ready? Hush, little baby, don't say a word. Mama's gonna buy you a mockingbird. And if that mocking bird won't sing, Mama's gonna buy you a diamond ring. Cause women get their validation from jewelry. And 
at least when this song was written, that was kind of the assumption. But as time has gone on, we've sort of learned that material objects don't necessarily define who people are and what they want, and it's no longer appropriate to assume people's wants and needs based on gender or race or religion or nationality. And in my heart is where you'll always be. Good night. Good night. The Good Night Show. Thanks, buddy. Tonight's episode of The Good Night Show was produced by Noah Everhart. It was engineered and mixed by Brendan Lynch-Solomon with production assistance from Ben Zyper. The theme music was composed by Chad Bichard, and the artwork was created by C.M. Dugan. You can check out more of his work at cmdugan.com. If you enjoyed tonight's show, you can get more content at patreon.com slash thegoodnightshow. There you can sign up for The Good Night Show Weekend Edition, as well as exclusive weekly episodes of some of our favorite topics, like the back page, as well as Good Night Show Mysteries. Plus, you get a supercut of this entire week's worth of show as well as access to the entire catalog of my hindsight podcast three patreon tiers are available and the most comprehensive option is less than ten dollars a month the good night show is not part of any network so all proceeds go directly to the cost and people that keep this show on the air your support matters and is greatly appreciated one way to show support is to rate review and subscribe on itunes or just tell everyone you know about this little nightly show thank you again for listening i'm daniel van kirk and remember no man is a failure who has friends. Mm-hmm.